What if a 401k matches? You put in $5,000, the company gives you $5,000. We're talking 50% of people who have access to that don't use it. So we like wow. to say we're in the business of helping people get free money. What is good, everybody? This is Michael Sakon, founder and CEO of our future. We're the go-to business podcast and media brand for Gen Z, producing the best, most exciting, most digestible business interview content on the internet for you, the young business leader entrepreneur who listens to this podcast or watches the pod and that we're on YouTube now to unlock your own future. And today I have a crazy guest with me. I've been uh, really trying to get on the pod for a minute here. There's a bit of a mix up and, and here he is in front of me. It's Mr. Sheridan Claiborne. Uh, Sheridan was the youngest kid ever to get into Northwestern University. I'm talking 15 years old, uh, dropped out of Northwestern, actually. I don't believe he, he uh, ended up finishing and to pursue his startup. And over the course of his time, he's raised millions of dollars in funding. He's made millions of dollars in, in revenue in his businesses. And he's worked at like Goldman Sachs and Dropbox and uh, all these companies before he was even 20 years old. So uh, now Sheridan is the co-founder of Lentable, which is a San Francisco-based startup that was in Y Combinator summer 2020 batch. Uh, it's raised about $4.5 million, $4 million, if I'm correct, um, to democratize how people save. First off, I mean, how did you, how did you even apply to college as a 15 year old and, and you must've skipped several grades. I got to hear the story behind that. And what was it, what was it like to be hanging out with uh, college kids, you know, we're in 18, 19 as you were, you were 15. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I had a, a weird path with, uh, with high school. Like I skipped eighth, ninth and 11th grade. Um, like the long story short, was just like, I didn't really understand why I was in high school. I was like, I'm doing all these classes. I'm kind of not learning anything. Uh, so I just asked my teachers, I was like, if I just teach myself uh, this stuff kind of over the summer and like read a bunch of books, can I just test out of it? Um, and after a lot of like pushing and pulling, they were like, oh, all right. Like if you can kind of yeah, test out. Yeah. I was like, great. Like I get to do less school. Awesome. Um, yeah. I, mean, I think like I, I personally love going to college early. Um, it was definitely interesting to kind of be around a lot, a lot of folks who are older, but I was used to it from being in high school kind of pretty young. So it wasn't that odd to me uh, to be around a lot of people older. I think where it got the most complicated was probably with girls. Uh, Cause you know, if you're <laughs> a 19 year old girl, are you really trying to hang out with a 15 year old guy? I mean, justifiably, I, I get it. Um, but there was definitely some more complexity there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some some social complexities in there, but yeah. dude, I don't know. I don't know if you were in there for the for the social times. I mean, yeah, it seemed like from a very early stage you were kind of obsessed with the great opportunity that lay in the world, right? You were working on startups at Northwestern, yep. and you ended up dropping out of Northwestern to pursue your startup full time. Was was that the Instagram API that you were working on? Was that your first business? Yeah. So I've done so many companies yeah. that have had very very degrees of success kind of in my time at Northwestern um I started with like a, a sneaker hedge fund where we made like bots for tickets and apparel and cosmetics and predominantly right. sneakers. yeah I got those uh, Kylie lift kits out and all that you know yeah, yeah. the Hamilton tickets exactly, exactly. um so yeah. yeah that that was kind of one I've, I've like kind of continued to run since then but in between like I was doing uh Instagram API like helping people get followers uh, at the time when I kind of left Northwestern for is I was running a company called Slate Tattoo, where essentially we were building a marketplace for tattoo artists and people looking to get tattoos. So okay. if you've heard of Squire or, um, okay. yeah, kind of like some of these booking portals, it was a similar similar service there. Got it. So mm -hmm. let's talk about the the foundation of of, of Lentable. So you founded it in, in, in March 2020, is that correct? Right when COVID hit? So it's been about a little over a year. Got it. 
And uh, what was kind of uh, the problem that you were just like thinking about over and over? I mean, how you got to a point where you just couldn't stop thinking about this, I assume, right? Like this problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so so the way we kind of, you know, came across what we were doing, uh, my co-founder and I, he also worked at Dropbox. Uh, He had kind of spent a bunch of time working in FinTech, had kind of a deep set of kind of corporate experience as kind of a a product manager at Facebook and Dropbox. Um, But yeah, I mean, the simple problem we had is like, uh, so when you first go to a company, one of the first things you do, you set up your 401k match, you set up your employee benefits. Um, I had never used it before. It was my first full-time job. So like I was doing my Vanguard account for the first time. Um, they talked about how they had this thing called a floor when it came match. And I'm like, that's really cool. At Dropbox, essentially what they told you is, hey, if you put in $6,000 to your 401k, we're going to give you $6,000. I'm like, sick. Right. Kind of, it sounds like they give you 6K, six, six, like, 6K for 12K, right? It, it, yeah. Exactly. Like literally the, like, the way you could think about this 401k match for folks who may have not have had it before. Think about it if Robinhood said, hey, any of the deposits that you put in over the next month, we're going to double it up to $6,000. So if you put $6,000- so why, why do companies do that though? The, this in and out thing? I mean, are they using that money for their own bottom line? Like just to like, what is it for? Yeah, yeah. So, so they can't use it for their own bottom line. Uh, there's a lot of reasons that kind of 401ks exist. Um, the main one is the fact that it's like the most requested employee benefit. So in the same way, like why do your employers pay you? It's because they have to, you know what I mean? Like you can't just go to a company and they tell you we're going to pay you 60 and then they end up paying you 50. You're like, no, I'm just going to go to a company that's going to pay me 60. Um, same thing for 401k matches is that like it is a very, very important employee benefit. Uh, you know, same thing kind of with healthcare. Like employers don't offer healthcare because they're good people and they care about their employees. That's part of it. But the main reason is just like, I'm not going to work for a company that doesn't offer me health care. Yeah, it's um, what I, uh, yeah, it's Competitive employment incentives, right? Competitive employment, exactly. Yeah. And for employees, uh, 401k matches end up being more valuable than the actual cash because with that 401k and match, you get this retirement account where you get to save money on taxes. You don't pay capital gains tax. You get to kind of decrease your taxable income. Um, so it makes this kind of really large impact on your retirement savings. Um, you know, for most Americans, their 401k is either their first or second biggest pot come retirement. It's either that or their house. Um, So this is essentially what people rely upon when they retire. Uh, There's also a whole bunch of things with like, uh, you know, tax savings, kind of attention, uh, outside uh, retention, attrition, stuff like that. But the main one is just like super important employee benefit. So this, this is a super powerful financial mechanism. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's like half of Americans don't have retirement savings because I think the problem, right, is, is, is most people live paycheck to paycheck, right? And the companies are asking they're asking for you to give what, a big portion of your paycheck to 401k every month, right? So, um, and the most people can't afford that. So what Lendtable is doing, in, in my knowledge, is, is just giving them that money to um, it, to to contribute to the company or? Yeah, yeah, no, you, you, you've killed it with your research and kind of what we're doing. Yeah, so like the simplest way to describe what we do is what if 401k matches, you put in $5,000, the company gives you $5,000. There's a lot of people, we're talking 50% of people who have access to that, don't use it. And the main reason is, is because that $5,000 is held up. So, you know, you can't access it for a year or two years. Um, People making half a million dollars a year, they're like, I don't care. Like, it's still free money. I wasn't going to use that money anyways. But people making 50, 100, 150 a year, they're like, wait, I can't really afford to take a $5,000 decrease to my paycheck. Um, Mm -hmm. So what we do is we're like, hey, we'll cover it for you. So instead of you having to give up $5,000 to get your match, 
We put in that $5,000 for you. Your company then gives you that $5,000 match. You don't need to give up any of your own paycheck. Um, and then we end up getting paid back by getting 10% of that match. So we'll get back, you know, 5,500 bucks. You get to keep the other 4,500 that your company is giving you. Um, so we like wow. to say we're in the business of helping people get free money. The business of helping people get free money. That's a that's an awesome tagline for you guys. It's actually pretty crazy to me how quickly you spun up Lend Table, man. I mean, March 2020 to product launch in September. Um, that that's crazy how fast you guys created the product. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I got to give more than my kind of fair share of kudos to the team. I mean, Mitchell, yeah. not kidding. Oh, that that would be the other huge thing I'd find. Like, find people you really love to work with. My co-founder yeah. is freaking incredible. Like the first person we had on the team, Isaiah, who's running business development, is a killer. He just grinds all the time. We just bought on like a head of marketing who's a mate. Like it is very, very much so. This is kind of the sum total and aggregate of the work of the people on the team and what they've done. Um, so like, yeah. just like work with awesome people, work with people who you kind of really enjoy. Like it makes the whole experience order of magnitude better. And like when shit ends up going well, like you're really excited about that. Um, just, just briefly, what were the pieces that had to come together to launch the product? Like in, in, in some main buckets, like what did, what did it have to happen to be able to lend people money, match their 401ks? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like we did it kind of piecemeal. So like initially the way we were doing it was in a way that you could do right now, which is hit up one of your buddies. If they work at a company with a 401k match, be like, okay, cool. I'm going to just send you $6,000, like screen share me, show me that you actually made the contribution to your 401k. Okay, cool. I got that. I'm going to go give you some updates. Like when you're able to withdraw this money from your 401k, I'll keep it on a spreadsheet. I'll hit you back up in a year. Um, you know, like with the best. And that's kind of the start. You know what I mean? Of just like, like the simplest, like MVP of our product, which is literally just like manually sending people out money. Um, yeah. I think that's actually what a firm did when they kind of, uh, you know, firm like the, the lending business where it's like, Hey, if you want to get like a, you know, a Peloton, they'll give you 0% APR financing. I think they did something very, very similar. They like manually uh, kind of underwrote people. They like looked for like their Facebook page or something like that from 1-800-Flowers. Then they like send them the money. Um, that was the way we did it. We just want to get an idea. Like, do people understand what we're talking about? Do they understand the product? Do they understand the unit economics? Can we get their 401k plan information? Um, yeah, it's a good MVP. It's just MVP. Yeah, yeah, you literally call up a friend and get the business off the ground. That's, that's insane. Yeah. I, I, who wouldn't want to be a part of this? I mean, dude, your business model is like a bank. <laughs> you're a bank. You're like a bank that you're, you're, it's, it's really, really interesting. I mean, why that there hasn't been kind of these as a complimentary business that's come along and, and worked more with these employee benefit yeah. plans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the biggest reason to that is that like, this is something that wouldn't have been possible a couple of years ago. Uh, like the first kind of foray into this space, uh, there's Dave and Ernan. So what they do is like earned wage access. So it's like, Hey, you've already, worked two weeks this month your paycheck comes at the end of the month but like that's a problem because like you need your paycheck now because like, you need to buy groceries or buy gas or anything um so we're like hey we're just gonna advance you the money we know you're gonna get paid at the end of the month so like when you get paid at the end of the month we'll just get our money back from there like we won't charge you any interest uh which is dope because like before you had to go to like payday lenders they charge you 400 interest rates like just like the most predatory of predatory going after people who were just like at their wit's end with like very little options. Um, and I think this is kind of just like the next step of that, of like, for this to be possible, the value proposition on its head is very simple. In the same way that Dave and Ernan are kind of are simple. It's just like, you've already worked the hours, we're gonna give you the money right now, you get paid at the end of the month, we're gonna get that money back. 
Um, yeah. and you need to have these kind of integrations with 401k providers, and bank accounts, yeah. and payable providers. You've got 100,000 different kinds of 401k plans offered by different companies that yeah. integrate with 100 different 401k providers. And those people bank with thousands of different banking sources. Um, so, you know, there's yeah. all other kind of tech products that had to line up, things like Plaid um, and these payroll API products to make it possible for all of these platforms to kind of communicate. Yeah, super huge undertaking, dude. And, you know, I, that's why I understand why the partnerships are key. I mean, you work with a company and then you can, you work with one of these big companies and then you're plugged in and you can offer that stuff to, to the employees. So it's, it's pretty awesome, man. It's pretty amazing. You, so you, did you raise money through Y Combinator? So that was your first batch of funding. You guys then have raised another $3 million of funding, correct? So yeah, yeah. What, is your, yeah, what, yeah. Is your, what is your one big piece of advice to young entrepreneurs who are looking to raise VC for their startups? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, quickly on kind of what happened. So we raised a million dollars before YC. And then after YC, we raised another five million. So we've actually raised like six million in total. Um, but yeah, wow. I think for Congrats. folks who are trying to, thank you, man, really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like the biggest thing I could say for people who are trying to kind of fundraise is first, a lot of it's networking, a lot of it's sales. Um, like, you know, you just want to talk to any founder, any investor, any person you know like that, try to get warm introductions to venture capitalists. It, um, accelerators, especially, I think, I'm still pretty strongly opinionated that you should be in San Francisco, like especially as things open up. You oh, just yeah? need so many more founders, so many more investors, so many more VCs. Um, Everyone's saying Silicon Valley's dead, but it seems like you're pretty evangelical. I'm coming from Chicago. I think the biggest thing that changed in my startup career was coming out here. It's just, yeah. just like the atmosphere, the people, just the... Like in Chicago, it would be incredibly rare to meet someone as, I guess I would even say like as ambitious as me. Like I had this ambition of wanting to build a billion dollar company and, you know, have a, a website and a product and an app that served yeah. millions of people. And there weren't a lot of other folks who like, you know, their ambition was to like go to Goldman or go to Facebook or someplace like that. Whereas you come here and like that ambition is almost a dime a dozen. You know what I mean? Go to a party, you'll meet a hundred kids who are talking about how their company is going to be the next big thing. And this, this, that. That's awesome. Yeah. You love that. Yeah. Yeah, You love that. Yeah. And and like, to some degree, like, you know, people can kind of rag on it and be like, oh my God, everyone's just talking about tech and startups. And like, sure. Like, a lot of those companies, who knows, maybe mine, are bullshit and like aren't going to amount to anything. <laughs> but like 10% of them are legitimately going to be the next unicorns. And I think yeah. like being around that atmosphere and that yeah. kind of thinking is super important because it's like a great driving factor behind just like getting shit done. Yeah, for sure. So you guys have raised $6 million. Um, you have some good advice there for young founders looking to raise money. Uh, just being in the startup ecosystem, being in San Francisco, yep. getting warm introductions, all that. Um, so what, so how many employees do you guys have now? What are some of your metrics? Like how is everything going and what is your next goal? And, and what do you need to use that money for? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've got 10 people on the team. Um, I think like, you know, the metric most proud about is like we launched the product back in September, uh, and we're doing like last month we did about $200,000, uh, that we got Jim B and Exactly. Yeah. For us, yeah, you could call of- it, you could call it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's like loan volume. It's essentially like money we are lending out to people so they can now save money. Um, Got it. So yeah, that's been growing super quick. Like we've seen like 45% month over month growth. Uh, I think the biggest thing kind of coming up for the next six months 
Corporate partnerships has been a big one. So we launched our first partnership with a, a CPG group called Super Coffee. Um, help a lot of their employees start to participate, get access to the money, uh, really want to start kind of bolstering the number of corporates that we actually partner with to distribute. Um, and then the next big thing is just like serving a lot more customers. Um, you know, for every single em uh, employee who signs up with our service, like that's an extra $5,000 per year in their pocket. Um, and really we want to save as much as possible. So. Yeah, I love that. And do you have to go through any regulatory hurdles to be able to do this lending? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. So you're like FDIC insured or anything like that or? Yeah, so we're not FDIC insured because that's what like a bank account would be. So like if we were to offer right. banking services to people, that would be FDIC insurance. Um, but there are regulations you have to go through when kind of working with retirement accounts as well as doing a lending product. Got it. All right. Well, this has been a crazy conversation. And, and what, what, what do you, so you need to get more corporate partnerships. You guys are on a, a great level. How many employees do you have? Say about 10 employees and you're about to, you got to get your own office too. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. 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 I think we work has been it's awesome, be but it feels like we're outgrowing it a little bit. Damn, man. Congrats. $6 million raised. You're building an incredible business. Um, what is your big piece of career advice to an entrepreneur? Go. Big piece of um, to a college student who's like thinking about starting a business, like what is your big piece of advice to a guy who's raised money and done all the, the, the jazz at such a young um, age? I wish I had a way of saying this succinctly, but don't be realistic about the risk that you're taking on. And what I mean by that is I think a lot of people think startups are very risky and I think like, if I were to just give an example, if you're like, you go to Harvard, you have wealthy parents, it isn't that risky, you know what I mean? Like you can fail three startups in a row and still go work at a big corporation. And like, if, if you work at Goldman, if you work at McKinsey, they can still fire you. Like there's still risk you take on of going to those places. It's not like they're just like this completely stable thing. And like, who knows, maybe those industries are gonna kind of go down in the future. Maybe those skills are gonna become outdated. Um, you know, you're constantly beholden to other people. Uh, so I think the biggest thing I'd say is that I think that there's a lot of folks who just, I think they have like a weird way of calculating risk. Um, and it just, yeah, important to be kind of like just, uh, critical of like the way you evaluate the different kind of options and paths you have in your life. Cause like, if you're really passionate about startups, if you really think that this is like the thing for you, start it as early as possible. Like you can do, you can do a side company while you're working at a job. You can do a, a side startup while you're working at a company. I'm like, hell, if you figure out, you really like this thing, it's kind of taken off. Yeah. Quit. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Sheridan Claiborne, co-founder of Lentable, sharing some incredible entrepreneurial advice. And it's actually insane how quickly they spun up the business. I'm madly impressed with Sheridan's background and everything he's been able to accomplish to date. Um, and to all of you guys, make sure to leave our future five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well, because we are there now. And remember to stay frosty. Peace out, everybody.